Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Hey, everybody, this is Tony Burns bringing you one more episode of a podcast show that we call as the Sports World Burns. On sports and other subjects, old school wisdom from a new school perspective. On a rainy, rainy day, on everybody's face going, it's on it. I spent the day inside. And, uh, get right to the crooks of the weekend right here. Uh, first, just recap a little bit of the, of the local sports. We have high school sports in Union County, Arkansas. Kind of an in-between season sort of deal. Uh, yeah, I think I said in the last last episode, Pinson Dolph concluded. We're now uh, towards the end of cross-country season. at the 5A South Conference Championship in cross-country this week. Um, El Dorado had a uh, pretty good showing, actually. Uh, cross country is a fledgling sport in El Dorado. It's starting to pick up some steam. Several years, which is not a whole lot of interest in it, but we've got to have that new coach, John Coops, has been there for a few years now. He's really going above and beyond trying to get that program going. Um, and uh, they're on the way. They're on the way. Um, at the, junior, at the Junior High Cross Country Championships, uh, El Dorado Junior High Girls finished second. The Junior High Boys finished third, uh, which are the best finishes ever, team results ever for him. Had a boy, um, Zachary McMillan, ninth grader, won the thing. He won the Junior High uh, event. First time in school history that's ever happened. Um, Several of the junior high girls are ninth graders, and they, along with the, the ninth grade boys, will be moving up to compete in the state track meet next week. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, a good showing. Um, um, senior high girls. We did a sophomore named Emma McGee in the seventh in the senior high girls meet from El Dorado. It was the second fastest time ever for a girl at El Dorado. So congratulations to her and all the other El Dorado runners. Like I said, that's where we'll be concluded next week at the state meet. Football season, high school football. We're through eight weeks, two more weeks of regular season football. The other Wildcats are tied for second place in the 6A East Conference, with two games remaining. Uh, if they can hold on to second place, they will be guaranteed um, first round bye in the 6A state playoffs and at least one home home field game. So um, these last two games are very important. The Wildcats still have the best high school offense well, this is the most explosive high school offense I've ever seen. I've never seen this thing beat plays from one school. 
one team in one season in my life. Uh, I think, uh, uh, this week, they play Cersei. It's uh, a big game. Cersei still has an outside shot to, to get the top two. So it's a big game. Last regular season home game in Memorial Stadium. Really looking forward to it. Uh, as most of you know, the Arkansas Razorbacks have an open date this week. Uh, they, as expected, put the beat down, put the beat them down on UAPB on Palm Bluff last Saturday. So it's, um, I'm not going to tell Palm Bluff, but it's a two week five, but I mean, it's, it's, um, important for them to start to keep a heels in, in, in these two weeks before they get back into the SEC. Uh, Arkansas five and three. Of course, they had a three-game losing streak in the SEC, um, and people, I can understand fans, someone jumped off the bandwagon for whatever reason. And I and I say, if someone had come to you before the season and said, going into the bye week, the Raiders actually five and three, with the schedule they had, the schedule they had actually Texas, Texas A&M. Georgia, Auburn, Ole Miss, you would have taken it. Of course you would have taken it. You would have been a fool not to take it. Five and three with that schedule. And so, uh, you know, keep everything in perspective with the Razorbacks. Um, they're, doing, uh, this, they're, they're still on the right track. Um, how good they're going to be is going to be recruiting. Keep saying every week they got to recruit. They got to get some depth. Um, and, and they're playing a top ten schedule with the number thirtieth ranked recruiting class. So I mean, I don't know what you expect the coaches to do. Um, but yeah. hopefully, we'll see. Uh, but uh, I'm stammering here. I think the Razorbacks doing great. I enjoy watching them play. They have a quarterback now which they haven't had in a while. Great offense. I agree with uh, Coach Pittman. He said Traylon Burks, the great receiver from Warren. This will likely be his last year. Um, yeah, he's going to get paid to play. He'd be, of course, he'll probably be. I don't blame him. I don't think anybody can blame him. Uh, but. They have some good receivers, and they see what they bring in some more good receivers. So, we'll see. Uh, they can't replace him, don't get me wrong. They're not going to bring in another trail of Burks. But uh, let's get through this season first before we start wait, uh, worrying about the future. Um, kind of touching on that a little bit, they played at War Memorial Stadium on Saturday against Pine Bluff. And the big, the big scuttlebutt is now it, at some point they're going to have to stop playing in Little Rock. Um, and it's strictly for recruiting. You cannot bring a high school recruiting to Little Rock. You have, I mean, you have to bring. You have to, you have to be on campus to uh, host the recruit. And so they're basically missing out on a recruiting date by playing in Little Rock. Um, for people in South Arkansas, it's not good. I'm trying to think of a different word. It sucks, but it's it, 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 it sucks that uh, you're going to have to drive all the way to Fayetteville, all the way clear across the state to see him, but at some point, it just makes sense. Uh, Frank Rose brought him to Little Rock, and he's going to run around, obviously, so uh, 
I don't know how many games. I don't know how many games they have left scheduled in Little Rock, but uh, you might want to get out and see them because at some point they will be coming back. Uh, and uh, like I said, I don't blame them. Uh, you got to get some recruits in there, and, and they're not at a point now where they can just be giving away recruiting days. Just finished watching some wrestling. Uh, for those who don't know, I am a professional wrestling fan, and it's embarrassing to even admit that anymore. It's, uh, pro wrestling is so bad. It is so bad. It's embarrassingly bad. Uh, a guy was asking about it the other day, and I'd almost rather, you know, admit to watching porn before I went to watch professional wrestling. It's the writing is terrible. The characters are terrible. It, uh, it, it, I mean, it's it's not written for me anymore. It's written for children. It's a cartoon, basically. They're trying to sell products. They're trying to sell t-shirts and toys. I get it. I'm still watching because I watch it my whole life. It's a habit. Uh, I say I watch it. I DVR it. And I can watch fast forward to most of it. Uh, Monday Night Raw is three hours, and I probably I can DVR through this thing in like thirty minutes. And, I probably wanted to go back and watch this, but I'll just erase it. Uh, it's, it's, there's just nothing on it for me. And they're not, they're, they're not aiming it for me, so. I don't know. It's frustrating. Uh, but don't tell anybody, but yeah, I am the last until a professional wrestling fan. Uh, I'm getting nostalgic. Uh, I'll watch some bad wrestling from today, and then I'll go back and YouTube some old school wrestling from the 80s or 70s. and remember why me and my dad used to uh, watch it when I was a kid. Um, I don't know. Uh, and, it, and, it's, and as bad as it is, there's more of it now than ever. You have Monday Night Raw, three hours on Monday nights, obviously. Tuesday nights, NXT, which is probably the best one. Uh, that's two hours. On Wednesday nights, it's AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, this I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, but this is Wednesday night tonight when I'm doing this. And, uh, they actually have a match. I'm going to go back and watch the women's match. It was really good. Uh, so, um, uh, Thursday night, it's a TNA Impact, a two-hour show. Friday night is WWE SmackDown. And also on Friday night is another All Elite Wrestling. I think it's called Rampage. Uh, Wednesday night was dynamite. And so that's wrestling pretty much five nights a week. Sometimes it's wrestling on Saturday. And then when the WWE have their pay per views, that's on Sunday. So you could add, there are days, there are weeks when there's, it's wrestling on seven days a week. And it's all hot garbage. It's garbage. And I'm still watching. <laughs> oh, heavens. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not watching wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm not wrestling. I'm watching wrestling. I'm watching porn. I'm watching porn. Yeah. Anybody asked? I wasn't watching wrestling. Um, top five list for today. Let's go with the. Um, I was thinking about this one when I was a kid watching wrestling when I was a, a child growing up. And the characters were so incredible. Just. These are the five scariest characters for me. Five characters I thought were the scariest. 
Um, and like I said, these are going to be mostly from my childhood. Because I'm mean, The Undertaker, I was an adult when The Undertaker came around. So, you know, sorry, that just didn't scare me. He's good at it, don't get me wrong. But these are wrestling characters from my childhood that scared the absolute bejesus out of me. Uh, um, for number five, it was a guy named Skandar Akbar. Uh, he used to wear the um, oh shoot, the headdress that the uh, Arabians wore. And I don't want to be racist or offensive. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know what to call him. Look it up before I get on this. But uh, he was a he was a manager uh, when I was watching. He would throw fireballs at people. He was the first guy I saw to throw fireballs at people. He was just mean. He was a little scary for a kid. Um, he was Jake the Snake. Uh, I was a older, and he still scared the dog out of me. Uh, he was, if you don't know Jake the Snake, he had a big python or both his were scared in a bag. I was scared of snakes anyway. Plus, he, on the microphone, Jake the Snake was just evil. He said the most, just the meanest, most evil things. And he looked like he meant every single word. He's not somebody you'd want to run into in a dark alley. Because uh, he, he didn't really look mean. He didn't have, but, but oh, God, he just, he had these, Jake Snake, here's some of the most devastating promos. They just, I, I listen to them today, and they still kind of make me cringe a little bit at how evil this guy was. Jake the Snake. Um, the Great Kabuki. The Great Kabuki. He was, um, they billed him as being from Singapore. I think he's actually from Japan. Uh, but he had a, you couldn't really see his face. He had the hair all down his face. And his, his face was also painted. He was the first martial arts guy that I ever saw. It was kind of like a ninja almost. And he would spit green mist into the face of his opponent sometimes. And he was just, my, he scared my dad. Okay, that, and uh, my dad was a big Junkyard Dog fan, and uh, uh, he got Junkyard Dog got into it the Great Kabuki. And uh, Junkyard Dog picked up a chair, and he's gonna, you know, he, Kabuki was getting the best of him, and, and Junkyard Dog got a, got a chair and go swinging at him. My dad's in the age, he's in the age of his feet, and Kabuki did a, got a karate kick and kicked the kick chair like three rows into the, into the fan. And my dad's eyes just got so big, and uh, and, uh, oh, and I had never seen anything like it before. Uh, great Kabuki was incredible. He, uh, he had a, he came out later with another character called the Great Muda, who's just as good. But Kabuki was first; he was original, so he was not there. Ox Baker. If you don't know who Ox Baker is, Google him. Just just as, if you see his picture, you know what I'm talking about. He had these weird eyebrows. He had this this Incredible, uh, was it Fu Manchu? Some kind of weird looking beard, mustache, he, and he just looked like an evil villain. He had these huge, like six sticks or something, like 300 sometimes. He had his right hand taped into a fist with a big gobs of tape on it. And he had a move called a heart punch. Uh, and apparently two people died while they were messing him in. And so that was his claim to fame. I've killed people with this heart punch before. And, he, uh, his promos were great. He was so dead young scary. Um, and the number one guy, the scariest guy to this day, 
Abdullah the Butcher. Again, Google him and you'll see what I'm talking about. He was disgusting, just huge. They say he's from the Sudan, uh, but uh, I think he's from Canada, actually. But, uh, um, the, the meanest, the most vicious, he would stab people with forks. That was the thing. He had a fork. He's a huge guy, and his big, he had this big waistband that came up to his chest almost. He had forks in there, and he would stick people in the face with forks. And, and he had uh, some kind of like a stick, or oh, some kind of pointy stick. I don't know what it was. And his match was just so bloody and just. Uh, I do the butcher, the scariest man in wrestling history. Uh, and he won't be around. I mean, they don't. You'll never see characters like that today because they can't do characters like that today. Um, I kind of wish. I don't know. Like, you know, get nostalgic. But, uh, they don't make it like they used to. Uh, thank you guys for listening um, there's a way you can subscribe we're getting ready to get our website going I know there's a Facebook page already uh, please log on to it or I'm not sure if you can subscribe to it into that to figure out exactly what I'm talking about but, um, I appreciate your support if there's a way to subscribe to this please do um, and I look forward to another episode. Uh, yeah, that's working.